A great one. Mark Levin, tonight at 7. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Good morning and welcome to the apocalypse, depending on who you voted for and who you were hoping for. Um, (laughs) Welcome to uh, a great day for uh, other of uh, you who got your candidates in. We we, will, uh, we congratulate those who won and not particularly those who lost. <laughs> we will uh, continue to uh, update you throughout the morning. Uh, looks like it's about ninety percent. I, I got to tell you, final. I did not expect to wake up this morning and be surprised, and I wasn't. None of nothing surprised you. No. Almost everything that happened is exactly what I uh, predicted. I did not predict that Ammon Bundy would be third. Uh, I predicted he would get between 15 and 20% of the vote. Yeah, I said 15%. Mm-hmm. I think I said, well, I just said between 15 and 20, and he got 16, right? Yeah. Around 16. That, it's as of um, so far. Well, yeah. Yeah. Um, governor Brad Little easily yeah. uh, won the race for governor. And, and I and I said that all the, uh, all the Republicans would win the state offices, and I think that's what happened. Ammon Bundy uh, finished a distant third. Stephen Height, the Democratic candidate, picked up about 31% of the vote to uh, finish in second place. Mm-hmm. That, that might be a surprise for some people, especially those, um, you know, this week we had taken phone calls on people making predictions. Um, you know, we had predictions all the way from 8%, but we had uh, quite a few people well, that thought that he was going to get 30 to, to be, 45% of the vote. To be fair, though, for every 10 predictions we took, about nine of them were Republicans. That's about what the state is. Well, along, <laughs> it's along in there, I guess. No, apparently 30% are Democrats because 30% voted for over a Stephen Hyde. Well, not necessarily. You might have, uh, you know, independents and Republicans who uh, I mean, said, what, you know what, what I makes don't like you, Governor Brad. I, what I'll what tell you makes right you a now, Republican? Is it because you feel a certain way or because you vote Republican? Um, probably because you feel a certain way and you vote Republican. Like if I feel like, like both like, both of those things if I, can if be I true. Listen, if I listen to a list of what somebody says are Republican values, and I go, okay, I believe in that, believe in that, believe in that, and go out and vote for Democrats, am I still a Republican? Um, it depends on who you ask. If you ask Dorothy Moon, no. Okay. If you ask a Republican who is doing that, yeah. So oh. if you want to ask somebody else um, what they feel about how what you're doing. Um, and, and you want to believe what that person says about you, mm-hmm. um, which I don't think almost anybody wants to do, um, then, yeah, you're probably not a Republican if you listen to Dorothy Moon the or some thing, of the other people the in the GOP. The interesting thing about voting, it's like going to an early show of a band. You have, like, you know, 500 people were at the early show, and yet 20,000 are going to tell you that they were there. Mm-hmm. And so with voting, it doesn't matter what you, uh, somebody asks you. You can say, oh, yeah, I voted for your candidate. And what are they going to do? Check? They can't check. I don't know necessarily uh, whether it looks. It's looking like the stock market is not liking um, the returns nationally. If you thought that there was going to be a red wave, hoping that there was going to be a red ripple, and uh, now might be just super happy that it's a red trickle, and there's a possibility <laughs> that it is not a red anything at all because there are still too many races to be decided as of. 6.11 a.m. Mountain Standard Time this morning, um, it's looking like for sure that the governor or the uh, race for Senate in, in uh, Georgia is going to come down to a runoff election, which is great news. 
for televisions and radio stations because uh, more, another more election, yeah, mother a billion dollars is going to be spent <laughs> in advertising in Georgia over the next month, um, and it could come down that that race will not matter. As of right now, it mm-hmm. looks like it's tied forty eight forty eight. With uh, there are still um, some states that need to be called as of yet. Um, there's a possibility that that race means absolutely nothing because Democrats only need 50 senators to con- retain control uh, or to c- continue with control of the Senate. Because um, yeah, they have the vice president. But there's a very good chance that that race could mean everything like it did in 2020, and it's going to get nasty and ugly and very expensive. And as we know about the Senate, unless you've got 60 votes, a lot of stuff doesn't matter anyway. Yeah. Um, as far as the House is concerned, there was hope, and I made the prediction of 26 seats. That's not looking like it's going to come to fruition. Um, right now, um, Republicans are hoping that they can just get control of the House mm-hmm. and by a small margin, and there's even the possibility that Republicans don't get control of the House with races still left to be counted. Um, so in the, in the House, a small majority makes a big difference. Big difference, yes. Um, and, it, and quite frankly, um, a majority in the House also makes um, the difference in the final two years if President Biden will be a lame duck president. Because if you don't have control of the House and the Senate, you're not mm-hmm. going to get any bills passed anyway. Even if you have a 53 majority in the Senate, if the House has the uh, other majority, you're not going to get it through the House anyway. And it has to pass through both houses. So yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. So this 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 will be a big thing to keep our eyes on. As of this morning, as I mentioned, um, as of early this morning, um, 90% of the state had uh, reported. They got the votes counted on everything. It's looking like, if you're interested on whether or not the legislator legislature w- would be able to call themselves back in session, if you're at SJR 102, as of right now, it's looking like that is going to happen. Yeah, now, that was vote, like, that vote was, was very close, interesting like, to watch like all night. 5149 or something like that. Uh, 51.5% is where it's at right now. 51.5%. Um, so it's looking that it will pass, meaning the legislature will be able to call itself back in session. If you watched the vote last night, that went back and forth for a while. It was not, then it went to yes, then it went not, then it went yes. Um, and like I said, very latest numbers that we have from early this morning, 505 five percent that uh, it will pass in other news we'll talk about this this morning if you want to weigh in give your thoughts if you think uh, voters in idaho were ridiculous and stupid i want to hear from you <laughs> if you uh, thought this is exactly how it would go um want to hear from you also go ahead and weigh in with your thoughts as of today uh one more day of talking about elections it looks like the other thing uh important for you if you're laying in bed listening this morning um, there is a winter storm advisory in effect, and roads yeah. are already really bad. So, And that's throughout the Treasure Valley. Snow is sticking, expecting 2 to 4 inches of snow by noon today with uh, up to 10 inches in some of the mountain areas. So if you are traveling, this goes through southeastern Oregon, southwest Idaho, southeast Idaho. Winter storm warning is in effect. Snow is coming down. I've already saw an accident at 4 o'clock this morning, uh, I-84. I don't know if that's got cleaned up yet. Looked like a pretty fresh accident. Uh, two cars collided in the middle of the uh, freeway there, so police had uh, a bunch Boy. of the lanes shut down. Luckily, not, bad, uh, not a lot of traffic at that time of the morning. Too bad they weren't you know, each picking a side. Um, slick roads in uh, downtown Boise already. I was sliding as we uh, got into downtown Boise. So as I said, our temperature right now is right at freezing through most of the Treasure Valley. Just allow yourself a lot of extra time. Drive to work. We'll keep you updated on the problems throughout the roadways. 
once again this morning. Um, so stay right where you're at. Keep it on here. Don't forget, if you want uh, latest in election updates, you can go to KBOI.com and get those. Phone lines are open. Emails, all that. Right now, our first check on what's going on with sports this morning is brought to you by Fat Guys Fresh Deli in Meridian and East Boise. The place to go for lunch every day, Monday through Saturday. They open at 1030. Well, that's all about basketball today, guys. The Boise State basketball team opens the regular season tonight, and it's a battle of conference champions from a year ago. Bob Beeler's got more for us today. The Broncos won the Mountain West at 27-8 and last season, and South Dakota State, the Summit Conference, at 30-5. and Both teams have a lot back, but also lost some key pieces. 6'10 senior Lucas Milner steps up at center, replacing Maladin Armouche. My defense rebound is not as not on par with Armus, but uh, you know I think offensively I'm pretty good on the glass. And uh, yeah, you know our big thing, our team is uh, is relentless rebounders, and so you know hopefully I can keep that standard high. Milner averaged 1.8 points and 1.3 rebounds a game last season. He's bigger, stronger, and more athletic this season. Tip off is at seven tonight. Our coverage begins at 6:30 on 6:70 a.m. Bob Beeler, News Talk KBOI. Uh, just to clarify, you'll be able to hear the basketball game on 670 AM KBOI while we have our regular scheduled programming on the FM side for you tonight. I'm Rick Worthington. Be a part of the show at 336-3700 or toll-free 1-800-529-KBOI. Now, back to Casper and Chris on News Talk KBOI. 623, he's Chris Walton. I'm Mike Casper, 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. If you want to take part in the show, that is always encouraged because it is about you. We're uh, talking about the uh, election today. If you want to get in on your thoughts, uh, it's your chance to do so. Also, I'd love to hear um, throughout the Treasure Valley what your um, voting experience was like yesterday. Um, feel free to uh, weigh in on that this morning. Um, you can email Chris at KBY.com, Mike at KBY.com. Um, have a friend who also lives in uh, Nampa, and this is, quite frankly, the reason why I didn't uh, um, vote live and in person and uh, did it by mail. Um, she got off work and immediately went to uh, vote, and uh, she said it took her over two hours. She was there at 5.50, and uh, her vote was registered right at eight o'clock. Really, just under the wire then. Well, I think if you're if you're there in line, you're still going to get it. It's like you can't come up, show up in line. If you're in line, they're still going to allow you so, to vote as long as you're like in line before. If 8 you're getting out of your car at eight o one, they're like, yeah, I'm yeah, sorry. that's that's probably going to be uh, a little bit iffy. Um, I asked <laughs> her, you know, which precinct she is, uh, Lakeshore Drive Baptist Church in uh, Nampa. So there was a little over two hour uh, wait, and like we had talked to uh, uh, Mr. Yamamoto before the election, and he was encouraging people to uh, vote either vote early or vote absentee because of the problem with to, lines. To be fair, he never once said vote often; just vote. Just early. vote, yeah. yeah, just vote early. Uh, because there were going to uh, be lines like this in Canyon County, and it's uh, partially because they can't find. Polling places who or are workers. willing to be vol- poll, you know, polling places, or also like you just said, yeah. workers who are you know willing to get paid, and, him. and the pay is not bad for a day. It's just a very long day of working In, thirteen hours for your hundred and sixty-seven bucks. Wisconsin, somebody showed up with like a knife or something and was telling them to shut down the vote or shut down the counting immediately or something like that, and it, it didn't take long for the police to get there and take him away, but. 
uh, I think right there is what a lot of uh, people were afraid of. I don't want to be a poll worker. I mean, everybody will blame me for everything. Yeah. I hope Canyon County can figure something out because this is going to get worse in 2024 because a lot more people go to the polls during a presidential election year. Um, you know, granted, this we, we had a lot of people for this primary election more than usual, um, but it's not going to be near as bad as it's going to be uh, again coming up in two years. So are you going to see the people now yeah. that are waiting in line two hours have to be three hours? And I know we get people saying, hey, you know, there were people that fought and died for your right to vote. You need to do however long it takes and stay in line. Problem is, there are some people that just can't. Yeah. You know, well, you've got, some people you, look at it as... Uh, yeah, they they fought for my right to vote. They also fought for my right to do whatever I please. Yeah. You have people, and I'll give you an example of another person I know who is a single parent who gets off work, and she has about an hour from the time she gets off work to the time she has to pick up her children. So in that amount of time, she has to get anything she has to get done, and that would include voting. And we, I, I, I had heard that there were lines even yesterday at 9 o'clock in some of the uh, Canyon County polling places that were 90 minutes already yesterday. So even if you went to vote early. At 9 a.m.? Yeah, wow. or, or during your lunchtime, you're just not going to have time to do it. And you're definitely not going to take a couple of kids who are under the age of 10 to stand in line two hours in the cold to, yeah, you know, I can, I can exercise adopt, your rights. I kind of doubt I'd want to do that either. Yeah. Um, anyway, want to hear your thoughts? Ada County, did you have to stand in line? Did you have to wait? Talk to somebody who waited what, yesterday. We talked to him on the air. They waited 10 minutes yesterday morning to vote. That's how long it took them. They didn't wait. They, it took them 10 minutes. So feel free to call in this morning. We're talking about the election. Drive safely out there, too. We'll keep you updated on that commute. Um, we have an expectation two to four inches of snow by noontime here in the Treasure Valley. A lot more snow in the mountains, so just allow yourself some extra time. KBY News Time 626. Tonight at 10, it's Michael Knowles. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Sad news to uh, report this morning. For those of you who are Alabama fans, Jeff Cook, that was him playing uh, the Mm -hmm. fiddle right there, um, passed away at the age of uh, 72. Yeah, well, he's, uh, they basically didn't have any uh, lineup changes for four years. Uh, they had one, like they had a, a change in drummer like the first couple of years that they were a band. But they were the same four guys, three cousins and then the drummer. <laughs> and uh, Jeff Cook uh, was, you know, one of the mainstays. Yeah, I, I have to say out of all the concerts that I've gone to, and I've been in radio for over 40 years, so I have had the uh, ability to chant and chance to see a plethora mm-hmm. of concerts far too many yeah um some i didn't want to go to but uh ended up going to work um i would put alabama as one of the top five concerts yeah. and i've seen them three times in concert I sang on stage with them one, did you really one year yeah that's pretty cool See, and scott you, scott cruz a bunch of us were well, up there um, they just invited us to come up and walk out and look stupid for a few minutes and so <laughs> we, we sang song song of the south sweet oh, potato pie cool. and shut my mouth uh, yeah. I don't even think I made noise. I think I just mouthed it. You just mouthed it? Yeah. You you faked it? Uh-huh. Chris. Faking it. It was great. Um, anyway, he uh, passed away. Uh, I guess it happened on uh, Monday, just got reported as of yesterday, but uh, passed away at the age of 72. And I didn't realize, uh, apparently, he had been sick for uh, mm. a while. He has had Parkinson's for a little while. So um, it wasn't necessarily a surprise, even though it might be a surprise to uh, some people, but he had been sick. For a while. 
KBY News Time, 644. Um, once again, our phone lines are open. 208-336-3700, 1-800-529-5264. That is toll-free from wherever you might be listening this morning. Also, pound 670. Email chris at kboi.com, mike at kboi.com. We'll take your text, uh, your thoughts on the election yesterday. If you want to weigh in, were there any surprises for you? Also want to hear uh, about lines. Ada, Canyon County, how long did you have to uh, be in line to exercise your right to vote? Take some of those phone calls and more coming up right now. It is time for your... Check on sports brought to you by Fat Guys Fresh Deli. It is uh, Wednesday, and this is definitely a soup day and one of their most popular soups. So popular, uh, our producer Nathaniel went there a couple of weeks ago, um, got there at 1 o'clock, and they had already sold out. That's how good it is, especially on a day so like today. He went back more strategically. Yeah, um, a little bit earlier and got some last week. Jalapeno bacon potato cheddar today and every Wednesday at both locations of Fat Guys Fresh Deli. Boise State football gearing up for a matchup against the Nevada Wolfpack this coming Saturday. It's an 8.30 p.m. kickoff time, by the way. Dirk Cutter talking about Taylor Green this week, saying Green has been doing a great job. He's been he's been threading them pretty tight. I mean, he had some he had some tight windows there. Uh, those two to Latrell, that one uh, I think it was in the third quarter to Cobbs over the middle. I mean, that was a that was a very tight window. In the fourth quarter, the one the one that he hit uh, McAllister on, uh, Emac was a little short on his route, which makes those windows even tighter. And and he was he's, he threaded that one in there. So Talon has improved a lot, and that that's part of uh, what we got going on right now. Is we're a, a solid running team and an improving passing team. Once again, that's offensive coordinator Dirk Cutter talking about Talon Green there. Green and the offense will have to do it against the Nevada Wolfpack on Saturday on the road in Reno. Again, that game kicks off right here on News Talk KBOI at 8.30 p.m. with Bob Beeler and Pete Cavender. I'm Rick Worthington. Remember, if you missed any part of Casper and Chris this morning, check out their podcast on the KBOI app or on KBOI.com. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Waking up to uh, some snow accumulating across Treasure Valley. If you're traveling to the mountains, uh, you're definitely going to be running into snow. Man, ski resorts have got to be loving this. You mean um, snow? Yeah, yeah they, they just, generally do like just that. getting pounded. Well, I mean, they always get they always get snow, but mm-hmm. this early would it might allow some of the other resorts. Now we've heard that Sun Valley and uh, Bogus are going to be opening up on Thanksgiving Day, but uh, usually Brundage, Tamarack open <laughs> Bogus, up a little bit later than that. Bogus is like we have snow. It's not even January twelfth yet. <laughs> yeah, and they make their snow. That that's what's crazy about this year. We had the hottest summer on record, not mm-hmm. like the uh, record temperature highs, but just the most days above one hundred. Right. We had two weeks of fall, and uh, now we have an early start to our winter. I mean, it's not even the middle of November, and we've had two legitimate snowfalls here in the uh, Treasure Valley so far. So uh, just be aware. It could take you a little extra time. There's already been a couple of accidents this morning. If you're from the Midwest, don't call us and tell us we don't know what snow is, because we do. We do. We lived through snowmageddon, for crying out loud. this This is just good snow for Boise. Yeah. Uh, coming up here for you, don't forget, uh, on the way in the next hour, we have a chance for you to get that four-pack of tickets to the Boise State game tonight at Extra Mile Arena. Boise State's first chance to see an official game taking on South Dakota Jackrabbits. Your four-pack of tickets on the way in the coming hour. In the 8 o'clock hour, we have a chance for you to pick up a $50 gift certificate to Biscuit and Hogs. If you can answer our Casper and Chris damn near impossible question, brought to you by Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, Silverhawk Realty. When's the best time to buy a home if you're ready? Right now. 
five years ago was the best time. If you're ready to buy a home, it's never a bad time. Find out why by calling 208-888-4128. Our question today, Congress almost passed a bill back in the 1900s to import a bunch of these animals from Africa to raise them for meat here in the United States. The bill failed, however. Our question is, what was the animal that uh, they wanted to import to raise in the United States to use it for meat? If you know the answer, stick around. Download the 670 KBOI app for your smartphone for free. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Your voice, your vote. We may be waiting a while for the remainder of the midterm results. A number of Senate races in key states like Nevada and Arizona still outstanding. Same in Georgia, where Democratic incumbent Raphael Warnock is in a tight race with Republican Herschel Walker. ABC's Stefo Sansami's in Atlanta. While they say it is still unlikely that Warnock could win this outright, it is mathematically possible. A runoff would take place four weeks from last night on December 6th. The campaigns, of course, are prepared for this and ready to get at it. Voters, not so much. A runoff triggered in Georgia when neither candidate gets over 50% of the vote. In Michigan, incumbent Democrat Gretchen Whitmer wins a second term, thanking supporters who voted for even somebody else. So no matter why you went to the polls or who you voted for, I thank you for participating in our democracy. In Florida, Governor Ron DeSantis easily wins a second term. With continuing coverage of the midterms, Dave Packer, ABC News. There you go. There's some update of the uh, national stories. Some of the races still too close to call. We don't know who has control of the House even. Um, If you were waking up this morning after going to bed last night or starting the day yesterday as a Republican, hoping that uh, you were going to see a red wave, that is not happening um, if there were still a, a late hope that, well, maybe it'll be a red ripple. Um, oh, we na- could, we now could. you might just want to hold on hope that there is just uh, enough to hold either the Senate or the House. To, uh, to borrow from football, we can still see a crimson tide. Could possibly. I, I don't know what that would mean in this particular it means they, instance. It, it means it's not, exactly, it's not exactly a mandate, but they would still control the House and possibly the Senate, too. There is a, an outside chance right now, predictions uh, being made, that uh, it, it's going to be very hard for them to hold on to the Senate. It could very well come down to Georgia once again, as it did two years ago, <laughs> where billions of dollars will be spent in the last month, as you heard right there in the runoff between Warnock and Hershey Walker. And Boy, I feel sorry for any radio company whose headquarters are in Atlanta. <laughs> Uh, and as ugly as that race has been with the mudslinging, can you imagine, you know, the runoff, especially if this ends up being the race, will decide whether or not Republicans uh, are able to have 51, 49 lead in the Senate. Mm-hmm. It's going to be ugly. Um, <laughs> even the House right now, it, it, predictions are being made that the Republicans will win the House, but it's going to be by a much less margin than what a lot of people thought. Um, you, you and I both made predictions even. It's not going to come close to that. I thought there would be a pickup of 26 seats was my prediction, and that's not going to happen. Ooh, Carrie Lake is uh, currently behind in the governor's race yep. in Arizona. I didn't yep. expect that. Very close, 30,000 uh, like, difference I mean, I mean, as of right now. I know now. she used to be on television, but she's like made for television. You know, The surprising part of that race is the fact that she's only 30,000 votes behind because uh, a month ago, Polling put her way behind. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, so she's, the fact she's been, that she's, she's been, been able very, to make up uh, a very, lot of ground here recently. She's been very visible the last Yeah, she months. has. Locally, um, Governor Brad Little 
will get a second term uh, as governor, second four-year term, easily winning uh, 60.51% of the vote, so basically 61%. Stephen Height was second with 21%. Ammon Bundy, a uh, distant third, getting 16% of the vote. What well, we called it we uh, yesterday. I, I said that I didn't think Ammon Bundy was going to win, but just based on his support, I said he could get between 15 and 20% of the mm-hmm. vote, and it looks like it was what's it, about 16%. Yep. Um, Lieutenant Governor uh, Scott Bidke will be your new Lieutenant Governor, who will take over for uh, Janice McGeehan, who did not win the primary. He uh, easily also won by about 63%. Terry Pickens, Manweller, the Democratic candidate, got 32% of the vote mm-hmm. um, in a race that was uh, probably more hotly contested than a lot of people thought, but the uh, victory not as contended as probably some people had <laughs> hoped. Uh, Raul Labrador will be the next Attorney General for the state of Idaho, um, easily winning um, 60% we, of the vote to uh, 40% of the vote. I think what we learned there is there are some parts of the country, and I think Idaho might be one of those parts, where if your uh, Republican lawmakers recommend that you vote for a Democrat, people say, eh, no. <laughs> uh, Superintendent of Public Instruction, Debbie Critchfield, easily winning that, 68% of the vote to Terry Gilbert's 31%. Uh, Secretary of State Phil McGrain, uh, another easy win, 71% uh, for that Republican candidate. For uh, a couple of the others, just in case you're curious, all the incumbents for U.S. Senator and Representatives won. uh, Mike Crapo, um, 59% of the vote. David Ross, 30% in second place. Um, Russ Fulcher easily winning 70% to uh, 27% for Kaylee so Peterson. For David Ross, I mean, the Van Halen connection didn't even help there. No. Mike Simpson um, also easily won 63 to 36% over Democrat Wendy Norman. Uh, the other one that a lot of people ha- had uh, interest in was the constitutional amendment vote that was up on uh, the ballot this year, SJR 102. And this was probably... Not probably. This was the most highly contested. It was very um, close too. Yeah, uh, vote going on yesterday. If you watch throughout the night or listen to KBOI with Nate Shulman and Rick Worthington, who, by the way, nice job. Those guys are probably, um, you know, getting some rest, well earned rest, because they were on till late hours last night. But great job, Nate Shulman was at the GOP party last night talking to candidates. Uh, Rick Worthington here in the studio giving updates to what was going on nationally, and once again, more coverage than anybody else. Um, even the television stations. So keeping you updated with local election. I know the local television stations were all running, um, you know, their national news updates for the nation. Um, but the local updates right here happening. You got more of that here on News Talk KBY. Rick Worthington, Nate Shellman, both doing a yeah. fantastic job last night. The constitutional amendment, by the way, as of right now, and it's not complete, but it's looking like it's going to win slight, uh, slightly ahead on the yes vote, 51.5% to the no vote, 49. 4, 9%. Um, so it's looking probably, like the legislature will be able to point, call itself into session. It'd probably be 48.49 at that point. That would be all that's left. Yeah. Well, some people might not have voted, could have left it blank, which some people are rot to do. So anyway, there's your updates. If you want to uh, get updates, there's a lot of other races that were uh, up last night. Local races, um, county races. If you want to check those out, 
Um, you can go to KBOI.com. We'll keep those uh, updates coming for you this morning. So once again, latest updates. If you want to weigh in on your thoughts, feel free. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. You can also email Chris at KBOI.com at Mike at KBOI.com. We'll get to uh, some of those phone calls and emails uh, throughout the morning. Right now, it is time for another check on what's going on with sports. Once again, it's brought to you by Fat Guys Fresh Deli and Meridian. Get in there for lunch today. Jalapeno, bacon, potato, cheddar. One of their most popular soups. It is delish. Good morning. Boise State and South Dakota State. Two good basketball teams. Both won their conference regular season and tournaments. And tonight, they'll face off at Extra Mile Arena. Every team has to replace players who graduate. 6'10 senior Lucas Milner steps up to take over at center for Mladen Armouche. Milner spoke about how much he's improved from last year to this. Definitely physical has changed the most significant from when I first came here. Mentally, you know, just kind of approaching the game in a smarter sense. You know, before I was just playing like just as fast as I can, but now like I understand the details of the game and Boo E-Man and, and I'm a lot in the last two years have really taught me how to, you know, go at the game in a chess match type of way. Milner averaged 1.8 points and 1.3 rebounds last season. Tip-off will be at 7 tonight and our coverage will begin at 6.30 on 6.70 a.m. Bob Beeler, News Talk KBOI. And once again, we want to make sure that you understand exactly where you're going to hear the game. You'll hear it tonight on 670 KBOI. That's on the AM side, while we have our regular scheduled programming for you on the FM side. I'm Rick Worthington. Time for the Morning Market Report. Powered by CapEd Credit Union. Keeping you informed about your money before the market opens. Sponsored by Tree City Advisors. On News Talk, KBOI, Boise. The Dow Futures, after being up yesterday, uh, down about 200 points. Uh, all three of the indexes are down. Um, I don't necessarily know if this is because, you know, we don't see a red wave in the election yesterday or if this might have something more to do. I mean, the NASDAQ is, is down, but uh, Meta, it's going to be Black Wednesday today at Meta because they are uh, announcing about 11,000 people will be laid off today. Yeah, uh, certainly a tough time for technology. I just had to hit you with that alliteration there. Um, yeah, no, Facebook, it not boding well. You got to remember, we didn't talk about it much, but uh, Meta, the parent company of Facebook, they did report their earnings last month, and it was a big miss. Their Zuckerberg is going all in on the virtual reality space, the... Um, the metaverse, if it, if you will, they kind of, they kind of see that the historical driver of revenue, which was Facebook advertising, that's no longer the trend that will be in their favor. So they're trying to really kind of turn this barge around and diversify the company. That is one of the reasons why they changed the name to Meta. Well, it's certainly not working out, and that that did reflect in the earnings report, and now we're seeing it reflected in the fact that the company is going to lay off more than eleven thousand employees which is about 13 percent of its workforce now this is one thing that we've seen though in the in the recent jobs reports now the labor market still remains strong however you're starting to see reports of these larger companies starting to do layoffs now true if you look at technology it is a very small representation of the overall economic picture of employment makes up a very small percentage however it's just more data that's coming in that kind of shows that this tide is turning right so certainly a miss for facebook i mean if we want to look down the list of technology companies that are getting hit hard you had disney which certainly had a 
a miss on their earnings report yesterday. Shares are down almost 9% this morning. You have Tesla, which is intertwined with the whole Elon Musk debacle with the, with the Twitter buyout. Uh, Tesla's market's value has dropped more than 50% in the past year. Shares are down 16% this month, hitting a 17-month low. By the way, if we want to add some more pain to this, the cryptocurrency space, again, even though it's not a specific technology company per se, it's getting beat up. You have Bitcoin down over 13%, Ethereum down almost 22% over the past 20, uh, over the past seven days. And that is due to a, a bit of a debacle with two of the larger exchanges in the cryptocurrency space. Wanted, a little bit of a liquidity crunch, and that's weighing down on that, on that asset class as well. I wanted to ask you uh, specifically about that. He's kind of the godfather of crypto. Sam Bankman-Fried lost $16 billion yesterday. Yep. Yep. I mean, the, the, we could touch on this and, tomorrow because it's, it's an interesting story because there's more the way, to it. When, when you hear he lost $16 billion, he's not like Bezos or Musk where you lose $16 billion and you're still worth $100 billion. Um, he's now down to only, I say only $600 only. Million, um, but you go from $16 billion, you go from a billionaire to a millionaire in less than 24 hours was pretty amazing. Yeah, and, and this is kind of the, the Warren Buffett comment where when that tide comes back in, you can see who's wearing shorts or not. And we've seen this, uh, we've seen this throughout the year in the cryptocurrency space where there's so much speculation, people making money. Well, hey, when that party stops, who's left over holding the bag? And it's just another example of it. But tomorrow, let's get a little bit more into the details of why we're seeing crypto getting right. really crushed today. Looks like uh, we're going to see all the indexes on the downside. Looks like crypto is going to be on the downside. Side, everything being on the downside when we open up here in a few minutes. We'll get an update from you in about an hour and talk to you again tomorrow morning. Thanks, gents. Today from 10 to 1, it's Dan Bongino. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 742 as you get up and get going this morning. Uh, know that the National Weather Service in Boise issued a winter weather advisory for much of South Central Idaho and Southern Oregon. Keep that in mind if you happen to be traveling, especially towards the uh, mountains. It looks like uh, as of right now, we do have some snow on the ground. There could be some slick spots right at uh, 34 degrees in downtown Boise, but some of those areas outside of Boise are at freezing uh, or below 32 degrees. So you could see some still slick roads. This morning, we still have some snow in the forecast, but I think it's moved pretty much to the north of us as of right now. But if you are going to be traveling into the mountains today, um, you could be seeing snow. If you're traveling east, possibility uh, accumulations over 4,000 feet could see up 4 to 10 inches of snow above 4,000 feet today. So keep that in mind. Um, it's not the only uh, weather that you might be concerned uh, about for all those people who... Um, Wrote in when I told you I was going to be gone Thursday and Friday and that Rick Worthington would be uh, filling in for me. Um, thanks to your letters, your cards, your condolences and all that stuff. Um, I will be staying. I uh, changed my trip uh, just because of you um, calling and writing in saying, no, don't go. No, I didn't do that. Um, all flights into uh, Orlando Airport are canceled as of 2 o'clock this afternoon. Until... Further notice. So are you going or not? No. Oh. So you'll I, be here tomorrow. I was uh, due to fly out yesterday, uh, tomorrow morning. And your, wife's, morning. So, and your wife's already there, She's right? already there, yeah. So I was due to fly out tomorrow morning at 525, 
a.m., and uh, that flight has already been canceled. So, as I mentioned, they flight canceled all flights beginning at 2 o'clock this afternoon. So when she's inducted as the national vice president... So no, this will uh, be today. She's getting inducted as the incoming president. president. Okay, that's so it's between vice president and president. So you you have the incoming president one year that you basically are under training and uh, get ready to be president. Anyway, it's anyway it's a big deal, and so somebody will have to hold up a phone and uh, have you on uh, yeah yeah. Skype or Zoom or something. I told her the good news is I go at least this isn't next year because it would have sucked to uh, get sworn in as president and I couldn't have been there, but. Um, you know, I had promised before she ran, I told you this yesterday that she said, you know, Hey, I just want to let you know that I'm thinking of running. Are you okay with this? Because I'll be yeah. gone 150 days or more a year traveling. And I said, uh, yeah. And she goes, all right. The other thing I'm telling you right now is if I win, it goes, I require you to show up at each one of my swearing ins or there will be right. a divorce. And I'm like, all right, I can do that. So, well, and, and that's a big commitment. I mean, you think about it. I, I basically go 365 days a year. And see my wife every single day. Yeah. With the exception of this year, she spent four days in Washington, D.C. when I didn't go. Yeah, now take that times about 25, right. and then you'll know where and I'm And your, your wife essentially is gone for six months yeah. out of a year. Yeah, um, off and on. Yeah, so I'm, like I won't see her. I was due to see her this weekend, but now it will be 10 days from the time she left yesterday to, to the your time credit, she comes back um, to, next week. To your credit, your debauchery level never actually raises. <laughs> rises. <laughs> No, I'm just as debauched when she's here as as I am when she's gone. Huh? Is that is that a word? You're, debauched? Uh, sure. <laughs> you're, you're you're very consistent. So uh, anyway, uh, I'm I'm sure Rick will also be happy that he's not having to do uh, double duty. But I will be back tomorrow, and that means I get to be at La Peep too on Friday for our hometown breakfast. <laughs> That's also good. He might be bummed. He about might that be, one. Yeah. Update final one for sports this morning with Rick Worthington. It's brought to you by Fat Guys Fresh Deli, making their deliciousness from scratch every day. Get in today. Jalapeno bacon potato cheddar is their soup today. Team that up with a sandwich, and you have got an amazing meal. Good morning. When it comes to offensive coordinator Dirk Cutter, he really likes what he's seeing from his young quarterback in Taylor Green. But he also says maybe he shouldn't be playing so conservative. God probably hurt us in the first half by being a little too conservative. We were actually trying to get George going more than we were trying to get Latrell going. And then uh, that, you know, if you think about it, we if you take out the one player at the end, we had four total drives in the first half. We had a touchdown and we had three three and outs. We had a third and one, a third and five, a third and six, which leads us to getting 17 plays in the first half. We couldn't convert a third down. And, uh, you, you know, to get more plays, you've got to stay on the field. And BYU was able to do that. We weren't. Once again, offensive coordinator Dirk Cutter there. The Broncos will have their hands full this weekend when they play in Reno against the Nevada Wolfpack on Saturday night. The kick time for the game is at 8.30 p.m., Bob Beeler and Pete Cavender will have the call right here on News Talk KBOI. I'm Rick Worthington. Get 670 KBOI on Alexa. First say, Alexa, enable the 670 KBOI skill. Then when you want to listen, say, Alexa, open 670 KBOI. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. Thanks for listening in. Uh, Remember, um, today we're uh, talking about your thoughts on yesterday's election. There are still races to be decided. It could be a day or two or more before uh, we know some of those races 
I give the example of Georgia, for example. More than likely, that is going to see a runoff that will happen a month from yesterday. Um, very well could decide whether or not the Senate will be controlled by Democrats or Republican um, Republicans, or we could even know that that race might not mean anything mm-hmm. as far as who controls the Senate. Um, we are still waiting races to call in uh, a number of races for the House, so we don't even know for sure who is going to control the House, even though predictions and polls had showed that it was probably easily going to be Republicans. Didn't turn out that way in the uh, election, at least so far. Um, still too close to call. Could uh, However, it remain in power with Democrats, yeah. but it is looking like... Republicans might hold a small majority in that. It didn't go the other way, though. No. Um, emails coming in this morning. Uh, you can feel free also to email us if you don't want to call. 208-336-3700 is our uh, text message line. Uh, text message in from Scott from Star. If it were up to me, not one single vote tally count would be released anywhere in the country for any reason until 100% of the ballots had been counted. This is the first and boldest move to kill election fraud. Don't let anyone know what the numbers are until the numbers have been counted 100%. I don't know that it would cure election fraud, but it would probably cure election fraud accusations. Probably. And if there is any election fraud based on that, I guess maybe it might be a good idea because they're like, well, do we need this? Let's put it this well, way. We don't know. Let's put it this way. It it might kill election fraud, but more than likely it would simple, simply alter it. <laughs> like, you know, like when they improve security at a bank, they figure out a different way to rob the thing. Shelby and Nampa writes, so glad we went uh, in the morning to vote yesterday, drove my, my polling location on the way home last night, could not believe the amount of cars that were there. Um, Shelly, I'm curious if you want to write in, how long did it take you in the morning to vote? Because I, I talked to a few people yesterday in Canyon County at their various polling locations that even at 9 o'clock in the morning, there was uh, about an hour-long uh, wait to vote yesterday. So, And then I, I told you uh, last night, a, um, a woman that I know got off work at 5 o'clock, went and voted, and stood in line for yeah. two hours. Her vote didn't go through until right at 8 o'clock. Two hours and ten minutes after she showed up at yep. the place. Uh, Rod was an afternoon voter. He says, voted at the LDS Church on Old Highway 30, just off of Highway 44 in Caldwell. Got there at 3.30, took five minutes in and out. Good deal. Yeah. Ada County, even in the primary where there were long lines, and, and it's a lot has to do with the way um, people vote. You know, you still vote in paper votes here in Ada County. In Canyon County, everything is uh, done digitally you know so you have to wait and there's only so many of those voting machines available at each polling place like my polling place you know for the primary there was only 10 available so you had to wait until one opens up you just couldn't Mm. have bring in as many people uh, as were available plus there was a lack of poll workers and a lack of polling locations too 208-336-3700 pound 670 on your verizon wireless we will continue uh, to take more of your uh, phone calls and your thoughts on the election, nationally, locally. Keep in mind, if you want to keep updated with all the election results, counties, statewide, local elections, uh, maybe your district, you can get those at KBOI.com. And Shapiro this afternoon at 1. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 
On the way yet this morning, have another pair of basketball tickets. This one is going to be for the Boise State-Washington State game, Capital City Classic, Idaho Central Credit Union Arena, going on Saturday, chance before 10 o'clock to pick up those tickets. Also on the way, within 20 minutes, we've got our Casper and Chris damn near impossible question, brought to you by Berkshire Hathaway Home Services Silverhawk Realty. If you uh, have any questions at all when it comes to buying or selling your home, or maybe you want to invest in real estate, they can uh, help you out. 208-888-4128. On the way, we have a $50 gift certificate to Biscuit and Hogs, where we just had the hometown breakfast, delicious food. Our hometown breakfast sweet deal sold out in a minute, record-setting minute and 29 seconds. You have a chance to get one for free. Our question, Congress almost passed a bill in the 1900s to import a bunch of these animals from Africa to begin raising them for meat here in the U.S. The bill failed. Our question is, what was the animal that was to be imported to be raised as meat here in the United States? If you know, stick around. You can win. Coming up in 20... This is KBOI Online. Go to KBOI.com and click the Listen Live button. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Well, it's the day after the election. Idaho races uh, all decided. However, there are races across the country that uh, will take a while to suss out. We'll keep you updated. If you want to get updated, and we've given the highlights of uh, races here in Idaho. However, you may have interest in uh, county, local races, uh, maybe your district that we haven't talked about a whole lot and you would like to get those updates, you can do that by going to kboi.com and clicking on the link for the update uh, on elections and uh, get all the election updates right there. Huge thank you to uh, Rick Worthington putting that together last night as he was working here. Um, If you listened in, Nate Shulman, Rick Worthington just did a fabulous job. KBOI, once again, uh, the most local coverage of elections. Rick Worthington was in the studio uh, covering national elections and updates throughout the night, and Nate Shulman was at the uh, GOP party because he heard the word party. I think uh, he found out not too long into it that that was a different kind of party, uh, but he did a great job. <laughs> GOP got party last I, night I, talking to uh, a lot was, of the people. I think it was both last night for yeah, Idaho, especially. For, for Yeah, for Idaho, when you go to GOP party, you're probably going to be celebrating quite a bit last night. Governor Brad Little, in uh, I think what some people, not not all, uh, Chris and I are not surprised by this, but there are, no. with uh, predictions that were made over the last couple of days about the race for governor, might be surprised with the ease of uh, how much Governor Little won by um, over sixty percent of the vote. Well, and and I and I said that in my predictions, I said that that are beside your name to indicate that you are in fact the candidate of the Republican Party. That's very important in mm-hmm. Idaho. A lot of people thought that Ammon Bundy, even though he was running as an independent, um, who counts I, himself as a conservative and a yeah. Republican. I think he got more votes, if I'm not mistaken, than any other independent candidate for governor ever has in this state. Yeah. And, and I mean, it, it might be a surprise to some of you because he did, even though he finished a distant third, Democratic candidate Stephen Height um, beat him, almost doubled the uh, vote out count for Ammon Bundy, but he still did finish in third place. Yeah. Some people might be surprised based on the number of people that we had calling in making predictions earlier this week. Some saying that he thought 45, 50% of the vote he, would go to Ammon Bundy, he, and it was 15, 16%. Let's give him credit. He, he convinced many thousands of people that he would be a good governor. It will be interesting to see where um, his future goes as far as politics. If he continues in the political realm or um, just goes back to uh, the private realm which is still kind of public based on some of the stuff that's happened over the last three years 
Uh, an email from Mountain Home Guy says, Elmore County had a steady stream of voters until about 7 p.m. last night. No lines or no delays good. in Elmore County. So that's that's good. Good. Um, here's a uh, name, no name on this one, a text message at 208-336-3700. I'm disappointed that Idahoans made some of their choices. We vote by name, not issues. The Freedom Foundation will be the death of Idaho, and I'm a Republican, but did not vote Republican as I don't like how the current crop of leaders want us to believe and accept that they know what we want. And with the exception of Gov- Governor Little and Scott Bedke, I voted all Democrats. Hmm. See, there's a question for you. We talked about this earlier this morning. If you voted all Democrats except for two, uh, are you really a Republican? <laughs> I don't have an answer. I'm just asking. And this is something we talked about this morning. You know, if if you it's hard to pigeonhole people. Yeah, I mean, you you could say you could say, okay, I'm a Republican, but I tend to vote for a lot of Democrats. Well, does that mean you're a Republican? Yeah, you're a Republican that votes for a lot of Democrats in your mind. So that's that's where your pigeonhole is. Brian in Caldwell, you're on News Talk KBUI. Good morning to you. Did you wake up happy today? Uh, no, I didn't, gentlemen. I was disappointed in my, you know, I just I thought Ammon had it, but what? What I called for is, I mean, I was blown away how much votes that Democrats had. I didn't even know that person existed that was running for governor. I, I just, I'm a little worried. Is is that our next governor in four years, a no. Democrat? I um, mean, what are you guys thought? He only got, actually, he got a little less than than uh, a third of the votes. So it still means that this, uh, this state is, you know, more than 67% or close to 70% uh, Republican. Which is not surprising. I mean, th- there have never been no Democrats in in uh, Idaho. Keep in mind, um, we've had Democratic governors before. Oh, yeah, and, Cecil like, Andrews, not long, John long Evans. ways off. Yeah, and we had Frank Church, who was uh, our uh, senator for like what twenty four years. You also have to keep oh, in wow. mind that uh, the biggest Democratic strongholds in the state are two of the largest larger cities. You've yeah. got Boise and uh, Coeur d'Alene. Right. In Coeur yeah. I was just, yeah, this morning, I, you know, I was just blown away. Mm. I thought Emin would have got way more votes, but I guess it just didn't go that way. But that was just my thoughts for the morning. Yeah, he still had a, I mean, he, he still had a terrific showing for, for an independent, independent yeah. candidate. He really did for, you know, if you, you stack him up against other independents who have run, you know, 15% is nothing so, to sneeze at. You know, I mean, he made a statement, I think. Thank you for the call, yeah, Brian. that's true. Appreciate yep, it. Thank you, guys. Have a good yep, morning. You, you have you a good too. morning, too. Thanks for the thoughts. Once again, if you want to weigh in with your thoughts uh, on what happened, either locally, nationally, please feel free to go ahead and give us a call. We'll talk about this and let you talk about it throughout the rest of the morning. Then hopefully we're done for a little while anyway. We do have another election in two years, which we may start talking about sooner than expected because there are reports that President Trump will be announcing his candidacy on November 14th. I believe it. <laughs> I, the only reason that I would say that maybe that might not happen is the Republican Party has already announced that the second he announces his run for presidency, all the money stops in his fight um, for all all his uh, legal fights. Really? Yeah. They said because we cannot be making... It would be considered a donation. Mm. And so he goes, if they, the second he announces... And, and by the way, in the last year, I think he spent between two and five million dollars. He's had two and five million dollars in legal fees that the GOP has paid for 
um, in his fight, you know, that uh, for things while he was president. So if he runs for president, as soon as he announces, um, that money then really? becomes money that he has to pay for personally because the GOP said it would be donation and they can no longer uh, yeah, that does, fight his fight for him. That does kind of throw a, at least a small monkey wrench into the works. Yep. Um, 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Don't go away. Coming up, $50 gift certificate to Biscuit and Hogs could be yours. That's right after Bronco Sports today. Drive home live and local with Nate Shellman this afternoon at 3. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 824, Casper and Chris, damn near impossible questions. Brought to you by Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, Silverhawk Realty. Ron, you're going to get first crack at it today. Uh, our question is going to get you a $50 gift certificate to Biscuit and Hogs, if you're correct. Congress almost passed a bill back in the 1900s to import a bunch of these animals from Africa and they were going to raise them for meat here in the United States. But the bill failed. The question, though, still remains, what is the animal that was almost imported to be raised as meat here in the United States? Hippos. Hippos. They were going to import them from Africa to Louisiana. One newspaper editorial got all excited about it. They called the meat, quote, Lake Cow Bacon. I was against this until I heard bacon, and then I said, hmm, wonder if hippo meat would have made great bacon, because there would be a lot of it. I'd try it. Uh, I'd try it. Uh, I mean, they're, known as, they're known as a water horse. That doesn't sound appealing. Uh, well, it depends on if you like horses um, for meat. There are some places that uh, horse is a delicacy. Yeah. Hey, this con- isn't one of them. Congratulations, uh, Ron. You've got a $50 gift certificate to Biscuit and Hogs. By the way, they, they don't serve any uh, lake cow bacon there. They do serve a lot of bacon, and it's delicious, just not lake cow in bacon. fact, it's, there's no cow bacon at all. No. Uh, but congratulations. Hold on the line. Uh, we'll get some information from you. And uh, don't forget, Biscuit and Hogs, uh, another $50 gift certificate coming your way tomorrow morning, another one on Friday morning. So if you didn't get through this morning to win, we have lots more chances for you. Um, stick around. Still on the way. Another chance for you to pick up those tickets to go see the Capital City Classic, Boise State and Washington State. They're playing tonight against San Diego or uh, South Dakota State. We'll get a, an idea of what they're the team is going to look like. You'll be able to hear all the action coming up here tonight on KBOI. Congratulations to all of our winners and won tickets for tonight's game. But we still have a pair of tickets for the Capital City Classic. We'll give those away sometime before 10. Be ready to call at 208-336-3700 to win those tickets. We'll take a break. News coming up at the bottom of the hour. We'll talk more about the elections. If you want to weigh in on your thoughts uh, on what happened yesterday, we'll talk about some surprises in the election um, having to do with first time ever type of surprises nationally. We'll talk about those. And also, marijuana was on the ballot in five states. How did it do? We'll give you an update coming up. For your Google Play, simply say, Hey Google, play 670 KBOI. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Good morning and uh, welcome to a new country. All right, it's not all that dramatic. Um, same country, just uh, some new uh, legislators, some new lawmakers giving you updates. Once again, if you want to go to get updates, uh, we've been giving you throughout the morning uh, some of the uh, top, most talked about uh, newsmakers nationwide. Also here locally with the governor, lieutenant governor, attorney general here in the state. However, there is, I know, need for information. You might want to know um, there's just so many districts, so many local county races that uh, are are up. If you'd like to get information on those races, they are available. You can just go to KBOI.com. Huge thank you to uh, Rick Worthington for putting those uh, together. 
um, and keeping you updated throughout the night. Nate Shum and Rick Worthington did that. Nate from uh, GOP Party and uh, Nate from the uh, studio last night talked to uh, quite a few of the uh, people at uh, the Republicans anyway, at the Republican GOP Party who won their races. Uh, governor Brad Little was one of the people that he talked about easily winning his race for a second term as uh, governor. Nate Shulman uh, talked to him about what his goals are now as he will be welcoming a new legislature. Well, the first week of uh, December, they will select leadership and mm-hmm. committee chairman. Uh, we'll know at the end of the evening or probably tomorrow who the members are. But really what you need to know is who's in leadership, who are the committee chairman. Uh, but we've got a good idea. We've, we have not been working in a vacuum. We've been uh, having conversations with uh, what we think are going to be uh, leaders. Uh, but we don't want to be presumptuous because the legislature selects their own leadership. So as far as uh, there was a special session and then you have the goals for the next legislative year, what's on your list as of now? You already got winning out of the way. Past is prologue. Right. Uh, education, tax relief, and infrastructure. All right. Once again, Governor Brad Little after uh, announcing that came very early. By 9 o'clock, mm-hmm. uh, AP was already projecting that the governor would be uh, elected for a second Basically, term. It was seconds after the North Idaho uh, uh, polls closed. And it wasn't, like I said, it wasn't close, so they were able to predict that even with some of the precincts not reporting um, as of yet. Um, Governor Little won by uh, about 61% of the vote, 60.51% to be exact. Stephen Height, Democratic candidate, um, received about 100,000 less votes. He was 21.4%. And then Emmon Bundy, uh, distant third at 16%. However, uh, as an independent, in comparison with past independents who have run for uh, governor, fifteen percent is pretty yeah. good. Yeah, it, it's it's pretty good. Uh, another uh, race that was hotly contested, not so much in the number of votes because uh, it was a pretty easy win for Raul Labrador, who will be the next attorney general. Um, he received sixty point three percent of the votes, three hundred and two thousand. 196 to 198,183. It was contested because this was a story um, that a lot of people were talking about because of the amount of Republicans who are were publicly endorsing and uh, publicly supporting Arkush in his run uh, against the uh, representative. Raul Labrador also uh, had a chance to talk with Nate Shellman last night and once again uh, gives details uh, about plans and emphasis as he takes office. Well, there's two big issues that we're dealing with right now. Number one, the Biden administration keeps suing states, especially conservative states like Idaho, to try to force us to to act the way that they're acting in Washington, D.C. And obviously we don't want to do that in Idaho, and I will take them to court. I will fight them in every ring. I will fight them in every corner, uh, and that's really important. But then the second issue that's really important is to ensure that the people of Idaho understand that their rights are going to be protected, their liberties are going to be protected, that we won't have the government shutting down their churches, shutting down their businesses, shutting down their schools if anything happens like happened over the last two years. 
So we're excited to for the people of Idaho to understand that that they have a fighter in the Attorney General's office. I have somebody who will stand up for them, and we're going to bring the greatest lawyers that that the that Attorney General's office has ever had, and then the current attorneys that are there mm-hmm. that are going to get better training. So even the attorneys that are currently there are going to be better lawyers, and and they're going to be able to uh, to be really proud of the work that they're doing. So I got to ask because there was a there was a word that I thought would have been first or second on there. Where, where's the abortion battle on that list for you? There's many many battles, sure. and and uh, you know that's one of the battles that we're currently engaged in. Okay, and so that's a that's one of the first things that I'm going to have to deal with is is the DOJ came to Idaho after the U.S. Supreme Court said that this is a state issue. The DOJ came to Idaho to try to force Idaho to do something that they want us to do, and we're going to stop them from doing that. Once again, that uh, is uh, new, newly elected uh, Attorney General Raul Labrador. He beat uh, Lawrence Wasden in the primary, and then Tom Marcouche in the uh, general yesterday. And like I said, it was uh, fairly handy. Um, one of the other um, races that uh, reported on and this was uh, definitely a much bigger race for the primary, uh, about basically because of how kind of dirty and nasty it kind of got at <laughs> times. Uh, but that's for Lieutenant Governor, who um, Scott Bedke beat current Lieutenant Governor Janice McGeehan in the uh, primary and uh, went up against Terry Pickens Manweller, the Democratic uh, representative, um, and easily won that race also 62.9% to 31.9%. Um, there was a third person uh in the race um longtime listener to kboi pro-life yes that is his name he mm-hmm. legally changed it pro-life uh got five percent of the vote um raul labrador or i'm sorry um scott bedke um weighed in uh and talked about the campaign this year you know we've we've pushed our message never has the the difference between the two parties been more stark mm-hmm. nationally uh we can all remember two two and a half three years ago uh, when we were in the the best economy the United States had experienced since World War II, and uh, and now we have runaway inflation, everything we touch costs more, and uh, so that it didn't matter what party you were in, what what group I was speaking in, everyone was concerned about inflation, everyone was concerned about uh, their ability to buy if you're young, your first home. Uh, people were feeling the American dream kind of slip away from them a little bit or right. move a little bit away from them, you know. So it, it, you know, so the messaging was was easier from the candidate's perspective, particularly, uh, you know, as a Republican, we have a winning message. Idaho is, you know, we have we have been uh, a pilot project, if you will, employing good, solid, conservative Republican principles for decades, and it's working. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. We will uh, take a break, give you a couple more updates. Um, how did SJR 102, the ability for the legislature to call itself back in session? That was a very, 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 very close vote. Probably the closest, I would say, in the state that went back and forth numerous times throughout the night. We'll give you yeah. an update on that. Very, also, Very, very, very. That, that's pretty close. Yeah. Uh, Scott Betke also uh, weighed in on his thoughts on SJR 102. Um, we'll get to that coming up here, plus your thoughts. If you want to weigh in, once again, please feel free. We'll talk about it today and then hopefully put everything to bed, at least uh, until the presidential election gets underway next week, <laughs> possibly, with reports that 
Donald Trump may announce on November 14th, which would be one of the earliest times that anybody have announced for the uh, upcoming presidential election. We're still two years away. Um, let's hope that that doesn't happen. Not that he doesn't run. That you know that, that's perfectly fine. Just I just don't want it to be this early, so we have to stop start talking about the mm. presidential election already. Um, go ahead and weigh in on your thoughts. Like I said, you can email Chris at KBOI.com and Mike at KBOI.com. Let's get a final check on traffic and weather. The Great One, Mark Levin, tonight at 7. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. As votes continue to be counted, U.S. Senate currently tied 48-48. Wow. It could really come down to the uh, race in Georgia, which is going to be going to a runoff a month from yesterday. Um, Let's take our predictions. We gave predictions for uh, here in Idaho. I want to hear your prediction. Over, under, on the number of women who will come forward claiming that uh, Herschel Walker forced them to get abortions. Between now over, and... Over, under what? Over, under, on, on how many women will come forward. Well, say, how many has it been so far? Two? Two, yeah. Between now between now and uh, the uh, runoff. Will there be another? Will there be another? Okay. Will there be two? Will there be none? I mean, that's that's got to be a guess. I don't know anyone who has... Uh, intimate knowledge of that well it's like those things we like to say there are three individuals who know herschel walker the woman and god everybody else is just making conjecture only one of them will probably talk well both of herschel walker and the woman have all talked herschel walker's claims that they're all lies and made up the women have said no he forced me to get a, a an abortion did you, uh, you didn't read the one from Robin yet, right? No. Okay. Robin says, uh, hi, Mike and Chris. Locally, I am both happy and disappointed. My candidate for Senate in my district did not win, but I was happy for Little, Bedke, Crapo, Simpson, all the major roles stayed red. Personally, I was extremely disappointed in Republican Party members who endorsed Democratic candidates. I think they only just... They only really only endorsed one. I just don't understand the strategy, other than maybe bitterness because they lost their primary, Fred Martin. I also see Trump as a bit of a liability now. I really think the Republican Party needs to go a different direction. There are just too many Republicans that don't like him. I believe he is responsible for the red trickle. Still hoping we somehow pull out the Senate majority. Thanks, guys. That's from Robin. You do bring up a, a, a good point in, in Trump and how many people... Bec- are, are going to support him, and I, and I say that, but we without knowing that if Governor Ron DeSantis will run as uh, presidential candidate in twenty twenty four, but with what happened in Florida, the power right now that DeSantis has um, could make a huge difference on the support for Donald Trump. Um, and I say that uh, people basically like Robin go wait, you know, there's so much other stuff going on here with Trump and his court cases and yada, yada, yada. I I like his policies. However, you have someone with similar policies with maybe not so much knuckleheadedness, shall I say, uh, behind him without, you know, so much weight of other things going on while he would be running as president. Yeah, ideally different circumstances. Yeah. Um, So uh, that could have a huge weight, just how easily he won in a state that has traditionally been a swing state, that it could be Democratic and both Republican candidates um, for governor and also um, their uh, senator easily won. 
their cases. So it'll be interesting to watch. Concerned Citizens says, is Idaho one of the five states that got to vote on legalizing pot? I don't remember ever hearing a thing about it and would like it on the ballot's next vote. Uh, no, it is not one of the states that voted on legalizing pot. The reason you didn't hear anything about it is we just didn't do it. And if you'd like it on the ballots, uh, get to work, because I think it'll happen when donkeys fly. I don't know. I, my change is a little... I don't think the legislature will ever approve it. Um, based on a survey, and we're going to get to this because we're uh, just about here at the top of the hour, and I did want to talk a little bit more about this. I promised that I would tell you the five states and how it did, what that did come up for marijuana um, on their ballots. We'll get to that after the top of the hour. Also, a recent poll done here by the Idaho Statesman, and their thoughts on uh, marijuana, specifically medical marijuana here in Idaho. And I wanted to get your thoughts on what you think will happen um, going forward. And, and I'm not talking about the super distant forward 10, 20 years from now. I'm talking about maybe within the next 5 or 10 years. Um, we'll get to your thoughts coming up after the top of the hour. Phone lines are open, 208-336-3700. A part of the show at 336-3700 or toll-free 1-800-529-KBOI. Now, back to Casper and Chris on News Talk KBOI. 905. Everything uh, is over in the state of Idaho except the crime. Nationally, uh, we've got some races that are too close to call. U.S. Senate, and right now, 48-48 tied with uh, races still to be counted to decide who is going to have control. Will the Democrats retain control? Will the uh, flip? We know now that if it flips, it's not going to be by much. Uh, As of right now, U.S. House, 182 Democrats, uh, 201 Republicans. As of right now, 218 needed to take control one way or the other, um, a lot of those races still left to be controlled. One of the uh, Senate races will not be decided until a month from yesterday. Runoff between uh, Warnock and Walker will be happening in Georgia. If you own a radio station or a television station, you are happy, happy, happy today. <laughs> because uh, another billion yeah. dollars are probably going to be thrown yeah, at that a, state for advertising. A little bit of uh, <laughs> election ad revenue coming your way. Um, we have a, uh, question in here, uh, this morning, um, from, hold on, I just lost it. I need to find it here a second. There it is. Uh, Corey writes in, how did Walker force women to get abortions? Corey, have you not been paying attention? He drove them to the abortion clinics and gave them money. Yeah, I, I have the same question. I was being sarcastic there. Um, the, sub- the ladies yeah, claimed suppose, uh, they forced... I suppose they could have refused them to get, yeah, abortions. That you're right. It's like you have freedom of will. I don't. Did he take a gun? I mean, I think they would have said that he took a gun and forced me to get a, an abortion. Um, yeah, very, very good question there. Um, but that's the claims. That's the type of mudslinging I think that is going to get nothing but worse. And that's kind of why I laughingly asked the question to uh, Chris. What's the over under on the next month? Mm. Um, with the mudslinging that's going to happen is how many more women are going to come out to say that he was he forced them to have an abortion two so far will there be more before the uh, runoff election i don't know stewart says what happened to the paul pelosi story i haven't heard anything lately are we just supposed to forget that someone broke into the home of the number three person in line to be potus and beat the crap out of her husband why did everyone get so quiet on this why are they hiding something hmm 
Uh, the reason we haven't heard much about it lately is there isn't anything new. We we know what happened. The guy who uh, is accused of doing it has already been arrested and is in jail awaiting trial or awaiting hearing or something. Uh, let's see. Uh, he is uh, getting... I, I heard Nancy Pelosi uh, on TV last night on one of the channels, and she said that he is getting uh, better little by little, but it's... A little tough because you know he is 82 years old um i don't think everyone really got quiet on it is there just there isn't any new information yeah. that we don't have yet unless you want to make up stuff um you know that they're going to report anything new but if there isn't anything new what they're not going to continue to report you, the same thing day after day if, after day if you uh tune into one of the news channels where they just pretty much make up fiction all the time i would say uh, you'll probably get some news <laughs> uh john you may not want to believe it um good morning you're on news talk kboi where are you calling us from john uh haynes oregon haynes oregon uh good morning john um your thoughts first of all i want to get your thoughts on the election you live in oregon and uh with about 70 percent 65 70 percent of the vote counted for governor they still don't know if you're gonna which is crazy in oregon uh electing a republican governor there's only about twenty thousand votes that separate the two uh right now democratic candidate is leading what what are your thoughts there what do you want to see happen there oh i'd like to see uh Kotech win um you know the way i look at this election overall is kind of like well i'm a large minnesota viking fan and uh we got a game coming up with Buffalo, and if we could tie Buffalo, I'd be happy. (laughs) (laughs) So I think the election was a tie. I I just think that we kind of, we're just kind of even, even. Um, You know, personally, I'm Democrat, but... If you're a member of the Kotech family... And I agree with the gentleman who was talking about uh, Trump is kind of fading away, I think, and that's good. I'm I'm not a big DeSantis fan, but he doesn't have the baggage that Trump has. Yeah. If Trump is fading away, I don't think it's on purpose. No, it's just time and everything else. And, mm. But my my the reason I called is because you were talking about the legalization of pot, and uh, um, it's my observation that the uh, population of Idaho resides in mostly the Boise area, A large percentage. And, yeah, yeah, and so for that reason, it, uh, all you got to do is come across the Snake River and buy it. So for all intents and reason, it's already legal for most well, of the people yes. in Idaho. All they got to yes. all they got to do is come over and buy it. Yes and no. It is still illegal to buy it and transport it back to Idaho. Yeah, but I mean, all you got to do is buy it and put it in your pocket and your home. Well, for for that matter, you don't even have to go across across the state. I mean, if you're going to break the law, why drive to Oregon? You can buy it from your dealer here in Boise then, right? I suppose. True, but it, it I think a person would feel a lot better if they came over here to Ontario, <laughs> bought it legally, and then they put it in their little bucket, and then they went home. It's, I think yeah, it's really a lot better. You, you really haven't done anything illegal until you cross the border and the back border, into yeah. Idaho <laughs> with the marijuana. Right, exactly. So you know, eat it before well, you anyway, get you eat it before you get here. Though. Oh, except then you're driving under the influence, so that's still illegal. But you see, my point: the I'm motivation sure, yeah. isn't there because they can get it if they want it very easily. Well, I mean, they can and they can't. I mean, if you're looking for medicinal marijuana, um, you still are going to have to have a doctor 
give you the medicinal and, marijuana. And that is still illegal and in Idaho as well. That is still even illegal in Idaho. Well, me- medical marijuana is not even an issue anymore since they legalized it here in Oregon. I mean, I mean, you go to a place like Weedology in Ontario, and ninety percent of the license plates are from Idaho. Yeah, <laughs> no, we've talked about that in the past. We- like Weedology—that's a great name. That, that's just one of what eight makes it I sound think, like that a, are in Ontario. Makes it sound like a scientific well, study, that, doesn't that's, it? That's 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 where most people go because that's the largest. Yeah. Huh? Um, and it's right there on the freeway, you know, you just pop on, pop off. Well, know? look at all the. Thank you for that uh, great <laughs> knowledge, la- or depth of knowledge on marijuana this morning, and uh, who's the busiest, and appreciate that. Thanks hey, for the I call, love, John. I, I, hey, I love your show. I love your show. Hey, thank, thank you. you for listening every day. Even if you don't love our show, thank you for saying so. That was very nice of you. Idaho Statesman Survey. Um, Talking about this, more than two-thirds of the Idaho adults, this is a survey that they did that pulled over 500 people recently in Idaho, more than two-thirds of Idaho adults support legalization of medical marijuana in Idaho. That's according to the poll commissioned by the Idaho states. It it says something that Utah legalized medical marijuana because Utah is mostly Mormon. Mormons don't believe in putting pollutants into their bodies. That's just part of being LDS. And they still voted to allow medicinal marijuana for people who get it prescribed by a doctor. We have medicinal marijuana approved in every state surrounding us right now. Mm-hmm. Idaho's the only one. One of the answers, uh, like I said, 60, 68% of the respondents believe cannabis should be legalized for medical purposes. It was, it was a, a, a huge step, or you might say like pulling teeth, just to get Idaho to uh, agree to allow the growing of hemp even mm-hmm. with no THC whatsoever. Considering that how big, um, you know, agriculture is in the state, it was kind of shocking that Idaho was 51st, 51st state. Yes, I know there's only 50, but Washington was included in that uh, to be the state, last state out of everybody to approve hemp to grow agriculturally. Mary of Nampa kind of agrees with the, the caller. Who cares what the legislature does about cannabis? As long as all states surrounding Idaho have made cannabis available, I'm good. It is obvious law enforcement has more important issues. Yeah, to be to be uh, truthful, uh, we haven't heard from anybody who said they went over and bought some in Oregon and then got, uh, you know, stopped coming across the border. Here's the problem. Once again, recreational. I don't think, I, I still believe you and I, Chris, I think are on the same page. You and I are not going to be alive when Idaho finally approves recreational marijuana however which is fine for both of us yeah uh, however you know when you say hey it's it's so easy to get why do you even care Mm -hmm. because if you're dealing with cancer or you have a family member dealing with cancer and you go to the doctor and you would rather have them doing that than an opioid which is bad for you in a number of different ways that doctor cannot subscribe medicinal marijuana for that yeah, if you and, have and something the, else that it's been proven that it works for the, uh, your doctor cannot prescribe it for that that's it's the cancer treatment that you're treating with medicinal marijuana yeah because you get terribly ill and uh, the only way to get rid of i guess the uh, uh you know the queasiness the uh, uh just the feeling like you're going to throw up or just actually throwing up I, apparently marijuana helps with that According to this poll, this Idaho poll, out of 32% of the respondents who don't support the legalization of medical marijuana, only 18% want it to be illegal. The Mm. other 14% are not sure, but support for pot decreases when it becomes uh, a question of recreational use. Out of the respondents, 
48% who took part in the survey are in favor, 48%, that's close to 50, in favor of recreational marijuana use and 41%, um, more than 80% of Idahoans for, discrim- for decriminalizing, um, even though a majority of Idaho- Idahoans aren't in favor of recreational cannabis. So they're in, they're in favor of decriminalizing marijuana, but they're not in favor of legalizing marijuana, which is kind of a mixed message. But still, once again, 85% of the respondents don't believe someone should be sent to jail for a small amount of marijuana. That's here specifically in Idaho. Your thoughts, 208-336-3700. I don't think the legislature, at least as it's made up right now, could change in the future, um, is going to approve this. However, we saw with what was able to get done even though it was pulled back because Governor Brad Little gave money to uh, Idaho Education, there was going to be on the ballot a vote on giving money to education. Could we see something similar to this when it comes to medical marijuana? Do you see that in our not-too-distant future? When I say not-too-distant, I'm talking within the next five years. Do you think it's something that could be brought to Idaho voters, and based on this, I I know this poll, I don't know where the poll was done, if it was done mostly in in Boise, but it was done from the Idaho statesman. Based on this poll, uh, 68% thinks medical marijuana in Idaho should be legal. We'll take your thoughts, your phone calls, if you want to weigh in, 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Want to still talk about your thoughts on the election, what's going on there any surprises, uh, feel free. You can also email Chris at KBOI.com and Mike at KBOI.com. The night at 10, it's Michael Knowles. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 922, Chris Walton, Mike Casper, 208 336 pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. Don't forget, still have that pair of tickets. Washington State, Boise State, Capital City Classic going on Saturday night. That's going to be going on ICCU uh, Arena. We have a pair of tickets coming up here sometime within the next half hour. Make plans to uh, try and get those tickets. Taking your phone calls and emails this morning once again. A couple of different things. If you want to continue to weigh in on what the uh, your thoughts of the election yesterday, you can do that. Also talking uh, about marijuana. Uh, ballot measures uh, on the ballot. Five different states having to do with marijuana. Out of those five states, three voted no. Two voted yes. Arkansas voters yesterday uh, rejected their constitutional amendment that would have allowed cannabis possession and recreational consumption by adults as well as sale by licensed facilities. Had it passed, cannabis possession up to an ounce would have been legal in Arkansas. Maryland voters um, approved a constitutional amendment that legalizes recreational marijuana in Maryland for people 21 and older. Goes into effect July 1st, 2023. So if you're headed to Maryland to uh, smoke a bowfall, don't forget, you can only do that after July 1st of next year. Um, <laughs> it will also allow possession of 1.5 ounces or two plants. In Missouri, voters approved a proposed measure to end prohibitions on marijuana in that state, allow personal use for those over the age of 21. It will allow personal possession up to three ounces and allow individuals with marijuana-related nonviolent offenses to petition for release from prison or parole and probation and to have their records expunged. In North Dakota, voters said no to a ballot initiative that would uh, have legalized recreational pot 
for anyone over 20 years of age. They also had uh, a portion uh, of this ballot measure um, would also have set up testing facilities in the state for testing of the potency of products and the presence of pesticides. That's interesting. That was all included in that ballot. And South Dakotans also voted down a measure to legalize cannabis in the state. Legalization for recreational marijuana use had passed in South Dakota back in 2020, but the results were nullified by state courts. According to the proposed 2022 ballot measure, marijuana possession of up to one ounce would have been legal had they voted for it. It also would have legalized possession of marijuana paraphernalia use and distribution, but once again, voted down. So five states, it was up. Two had passed. Three, it did not. Taking your calls this morning. Near future. I'm not talking about 20 years from now, 25, 30 years from now. And I, I don't think, this is my personal opinion, and Chris is too, um, you're not going to see in our lifetime, mine and Chris's lifetime. We've, we've been wrong before, but yeah. we're, we're not anticipating it. I, I just don't think, I mean, uh, at our age, within the next 25 years, if we live to an average age, that you're going to see the legalization of recreational marijuana. I could be wrong, but I just don't see that happening, especially I don't see it happening during with the current makeup of the Idaho legislature. Mary has written in and says, Today I have come to the conclusion that the majority of your listeners are the very vocal fringe. Listening to the callers every day, I thought we were in danger of actually electing a man who should probably be in jail these uh, election results give me great hope. There's a silent center out there that doesn't want criminals in charge. But I'm not happy to hear Labrador is so eager to spend state money on lawsuits with the federal government. Otter overspent state money on unnecessary lawsuits. And Labrador has been itching to make his nonconformance with federal laws a personal state paid for battle. When they say Otter, I wonder if they mean little. Because Otter hasn't been uh, well, governor for four years well but he uh he did set aside money to uh you know to fight things that the federal government wanted to do the uh, opinion poll on the ballot was not about doing something in the future many of you have already gotten your money back it was a free republican ad on the ballot reminding everyone that the government gave everyone money we've we've got money back but the uh, estimate is that there's going to be a 1.5 billion dollar surplus before the uh Current year runs out. So by, before July 1st, which is uh, just a little bit less than the last budget surplus. So they need to make a decision on what they're going to do with that. And I think this gives them guidance in the upcoming legislature when they vote. Because this overwhelmingly passed, what, what, what was it, uh, 85%, something like that, if I remember correctly, that said, yeah, we like the fact that the state spent the money, the surplus on education, and giving that money back in the form of a rebate. So going forward... The legislature is probably going to have to deal with what to do with that surplus coming up in the next legislative session. This gives them some guidance on that, I think. Lee and Eagle, good morning. You're on News Talk KBY. Uh, I'm, Lee, I'll tell you what. Do me a favor. I just realized uh, what where we were on the time. We need to take a break here. Um, stay right where you're at. I promise we're going to get to you first when we come back, okay? Don't go anywhere. We have a couple calls on the line. I promise we're going to get to you. Don't go anywhere. News coming up here next. If you want to get through, we still have one line open if you want to get in. Uh, You can also email us or text us if you would like. Broadcasting from the Empire Title Studios, we are News Talk KBOI.
935. Good morning. He's Chris Walton. I'm Mike Casper. 208 336 3700. Pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. Don't forget uh, La Peep. Hometown Breakfast back again this Friday. We're going to be back to La Peep. This is what, third, fourth time we've been to La Peep? We keep going yeah, back because so. it's so delicious. La Peep is on Eagle Road, kind of right across from Fast Eddie's, right across the street from Fast Eddie's. That's where we'll be having breakfast. We invite you to join us coming up here. This coming Friday morning, now they open up for breakfast at 7. We'll be there beginning at 6 o'clock. Homemade pancakes, simmering sauces, lean ham, crisp bacon, all that. Plus, if you uh, want to start your day with mimosas, yes, they have a wide selection of mimosas there, too, to uh, start. But we will be there. And by the way, I will be there. I was due to uh, be in Orlando, Florida for my wife swearing in at the NAR. However, all flights... And everybody should check your flights based on the hurricane that's due to hit Florida um, later today into tomorrow, early in the morning. Um, all flights into Orlando, Florida, and a lot of the state uh, canceled as of 2 o'clock this afternoon. I was due to fly out tomorrow morning really early. Uh, my flight had already been canceled. So it's going to affect flying across the country. Even if you're not flying to Florida, it is going to affect your flights. So you might want to check before you go. Um, but anyway, that's good news. Rick Worthington will be happy to know that he doesn't have to fill in uh, tomorrow and Friday. And I'm happy to know that I get to go have breakfast with you uh, again coming up here. Yeah, I'm sure that's on Friday. Just as good as Orlando. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure. Uh, Brandon and Caldwell, thanks for being uh, patient, holding on there. You're on News Talk KBY. Good morning to you. Brandon, by the way, before we move on, I just have to give an update that people here, especially in our state, might be interested in. Uh, latest update on the control for the Senate. Uh, Republicans now lead in the control for the Senate, 49 to 48. That's the latest update as votes continue to be counted. Uh, as we look at this, I know this is going to come. It's going to be Republicans have 50, and it's going to come down to that runoff a month from yesterday in Georgia. But I wanted to give that update. Uh, go ahead, Brandon. You want to talk about uh, marijuana this morning? Yeah, so I'm just uh, I'm just curious as to why you guys are against it. So... I mean, I, I kind of understand from just, you know, listening in the past, but uh, I'd just like to get a clear take on why you guys are proponents of medical marijuana. I mean, even recreational marijuana here in the state, I don't know. Now, why, why do you think, I'm, I'm just curious on why you think we're against it. Oh, uh, well, I guess that's a good point. I don't really... Because I haven't really uh, really said one way or the other no, if just, I'm against it or for it. I'm just we saying. We just said our prediction is I don't that it's, foresee it's it happening. <laughs> probably not going to happen in Idaho. We didn't say whether we were for it or against it. Okay, then I guess I'll rephrase my question and to ask: uh, Are you for it or against it? Personally, uh, for me, I'm I'm not for it. Um, uh, but if the state votes for it, I don't care. Um, I, I mean, it's one of those things that if the entire state and, and looking at the poll, if this were to be an election, you have 85 percent in this uh, small poll that was done here by the Idaho statesman. Eighty five percent said that they'd be OK for legalizing medicinal marijuana. If the state votes that way, I don't have a problem with it. medicinal marijuana. I'm actually kind of surprised that it hasn't been OK yet, to tell you the truth. Me, I, I feel the same. Uh, so I come in from Arizona. I've been in Idaho now about 10 years. And uh, I've never lived in a state that was legal. I moved uh, right as Arizona was changing it over to legalizing it. And I used to smoke marijuana on a regular basis, not for anything medical, just, just because, I guess. I don't know. And uh, 
since I moved to Idaho, I no longer smoke, but not because I can't, because like callers in the past have said, it's literally, if you live in Caldwell, you're less than 25 minutes away. And uh, I just think that it, it would really help Idaho's uh, tax revenue. I know we had a $2 billion surplus last year, but I'd say, I don't know the exact number, but a very, very large portion of Oregon's tax revenue from the legalized pot industry comes from Idaho. And I just don't see why we should be giving it to Oregon when it could stay right here in state. Thank you for the call. Appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. It would be interesting if somebody came for uh, if a, if a candidate came forward and said, look, everybody wants to get rid of property taxes. This is the way we do it. Um, we tax the hell out of marijuana. We make it legal and property, all property taxes go away. I wonder how many people would go, Oh, well, marijuana might not be that bad. I kind of always answer the same way, which is that I don't know anybody personally who is sitting around wanting to smoke pot and just waiting for it to be legal. So I don't know that if it's legalized, it'll make more people smoke. I think uh, people who want to already are. They're doing it illegally, but they're, it, but they're doing it. Really? You mean if it, if it becomes legal, you're not going to run out and start going to your neighborhood? Uh, that is correct. Cigarettes are legal, and I do 7, not smoke 7-420 is the spot. And, uh, Paul in Nampa, good morning. You're on News Talk KBY. Good morning. I guess I stopped thinking about whether marijuana was going to be legal or not a long time ago. Um, you know, these, these elections, they're... There are perfect reasons why we need to adhere to the Constitution of the United States. It's God-given, I believe, personally, and it's enabled people that they can choose for themselves. Uh, you know, we, we have elections for a reason because most of us couldn't make the right decisions if we tried by ourselves. So we do them one at a time, different diversity. Um, you know, I, I just, I, I really like the fact that you guys made an announcement for the Idaho Food Bank. They they need our help this time of year. They're gonna get a lot of they're gonna get a lot of requests and not all of them can be filled, but hopefully maybe they can this year. Um, unfortunately so, Yeah, unfortunately it's not just the Idaho Food Bank uh either, Paul. Um I yeah. saw a story last week, I don't know if you saw that, Meals on Wheels uh in Caldwell for the fiscal rest of the fiscal year, which goes until July next year, cannot deliver. Don't have doesn't have the money to deliver food on the weekends to the people well, who, who need it. To. What's that? I said now I know what to give my money to. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks for the call, Paul. Appreciate it. Yep. And uh, keep up keep up the good works. Uh, by the way, uh, one I said we were going to get to uh, a couple of the surprises. One of uh, the surprises, and maybe we talk about this a little bit more tomorrow morning. Uh, Vermont has become the first state to enshrine abortion rights in the state constitution. That happened yesterday in the election. More than 133,000 voters backed the ballot measure to enshrine abortion rights, making up about 72% of the votes. Abortion is already legal in Vermont through a 2019 law, but enshrining reproductive rights in the state constitution prevents the state legislator from restricting the right to an abortion in the future. Vermont joined California and Michigan this cycle, uh, election cycle, putting forward a ballot question to enshrine abortion rights in the state constitution. However, Vermont is the first to explicitly enshrine abortion rights through an amendment. Is, is it not crazy to expect a state in the not-too-near-distant future 
And one of the, the state you would jump to think about might be Idaho. Would Idaho be one of the states? And I know this is something that, I, I mean, we have so much we're talking about this morning. Would, would Idaho maybe put a uh, amendment on the ballot to go the other way? Oh, yeah. I'm sure a lot of states have done will do that. Yeah, I, I'm just curious with, it, with Vermont being the first state to put it in the Constitution that abortion is legal. How far away are we from seeing a state to put it on the Constitution that abortion is not legal in maybe the next election? Yeah. Let's see, Marsha. Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. Sorry, I couldn't help myself. She just wrote in once and says, uh, I'm sure that the Republicans' extreme policy on abortion cost us some races across the country. This applies to Janice McGeehan's, in my own case. It should not be an all-or-nothing debate. Anyone who knows the Bible fairly well should know that abortion is not mentioned in it. I believe this is why you almost never hear sermons about it. I, a Protestant, have never heard one. God did, however, condemn the bearing of children out of wedlock, Deuteronomy 23.2. Ouch, that sin has become totally all right today. Thou shalt not kill will not work either, because, again, anyone who knows the Bible should know that God commanded his people to kill in some instances. Also, abortion was practiced in ancient times, so we can't say that this is the reason it wasn't mentioned in Scripture. Let us all be reasonable and figure out when an early abortion could be the lesser of two evils. That's from Marcia. Uh, Kent writes in, uh, after so much of the disappointing election result news this morning nationwide, I needed some good news today. And letting us know uh, that you will not be leaving tomorrow and Friday is music to my ears. Thank you for changing your plans. <laughs> I don't know if that's an indoctrination of me or uh, indoctrination yeah. of uh, the person who was going to be filling yes, in for me yes. or, or what. Yes, uh, you do. <laughs> uh, anyway, thank you, uh, Ken. We'll take a break. Uh, get to more of uh, some of your emails coming up. If you want to uh, call right now, it's a good time to call. If you want to go see a basketball game Saturday, Capital City Classic, Washington State taking on Boise State. Big Pac-12 uh, versus Mountain West game. It's going on at ICCU Arena. Caller number six right now, 208-336-3700. Pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. you got a pair of tickets to the Capital City Classic. Dial carefully. Good luck. Remember, if you missed any part of Casper and Chris this morning, check out their podcast on the KBOI app or on KBOI.com. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. We have a winner, ladies and gentlemen, Kevin McKellop. Congratulations. He's headed to the Capital City Classic going on Saturday night. That'll be fun. ICCU, Washington State, and uh, Boise State. We'll have more tickets. We didn't win here. A lot of people calling through to try to get those tickets. Another uh, couple of chances coming up for you tomorrow morning. So uh, listen in to win that. Also, congratulations to our winner. We've got basketball action tonight. Boise State taking on South Dakota State. You can hear all that action uh, here on KBOI tonight. I liked it when they changed the name to the... This is going to be stupid. Okay, I'll I'll tell you in advance. This is stupid and probably a dad joke. But I liked it when they changed the name of the place to the ICCU Arena. Because since they have the hockey games, it's icy all the time anyway. (laughs) That's uh, yeah. Oh, I told you it was again. I told you both you warned me. Be yeah. Stupid, yeah, I should have quit listening. You warned me. Ryan writes in. Uh, I'm praying for Oregon that that lunatic Democrat Tina Kotek does not win the uh, governor's race. Well, so far, um, um, I've got I've got some bad news for you. Now, granted, only 76 percent of the vote has been counted. However, Tina uh, Kotek leads uh, Christine Drazen 
45.7% to 44.7%. There are about 15,000 votes as of right now that separate the two. If your last name is Kotek, how do you introduce your family? Um, well, it depends on if they're, um, you know, the actual people who invented it. Then you, this is my very rich family. Mm-hmm. But do you say, hi, we're the Kotex? Because that just doesn't <laughs> sound good for some reason. Never mind. Anyway, Blaine writes in and says, I think Little navigated the pandemic the best he could. That's a lot of pressure. I chuckle that people are upset the state gave them back some money. Thank you, KBOI, for your awesome coverage of election night and the rundown this morning. You guys rock. Thanks, Chris and Casper. Well, that has a ring to it, doesn't it? Well, and also a huge uh, (laughs) thanks to Rick Worthington. And uh, can you just shut his mic off? Um, Thanks to Rick Worthington and uh, Nate Shulman last night, because they did really have good coverage. I listened in for a a couple of hours last night to hear um, local updates. They did a fantastic job. It's hard work, and especially it's an end to a long, long day. For Rick, whose day starts out at about 3 o'clock in the morning and yeah. worked until almost uh, midnight or later last night. And the, the coverage was great. Once again, KBOI, the most local coverage when it comes to elections, and they just did a fantastic job. So a lot of the stuff that we regurgitate this morning comes directly um, from the work that they did last night. So thank you guys very much. You guys did a fabulous job. By the way, um, Rick, speaking of that, also up updated our, our website if you want to know local races we haven't talked there's so many races that go on so many different uh, places that we haven't mentioned uh, as far as election results so if you want to check those out easy to do all you have to do is go to kboi.com and uh, click on those uh, on that link to get that jf has written in and says with raul labrador putting on his boxing gloves to take the feds to court the legislature will have to load up Idaho's constitutional defense fund that has paid out more than $2.1 million over the last two decades, nearly all of it spent on losing legal battles against the feds. Maybe the wasted taxpayer money should be dedicated or deducted, that is, from uh, Labrador's office funding instead of more tax money from the suffering Idaho taxpayers. That's uh, from JF. Dave writes in uh, about medical marijuana in the MS community, multiple sclerosis community. It's kind of helpful for them with sleep and pain issues. I don't personally care for it, but some people do. This one's not signed, but it says, I think sugar should be illegal. It is far more addictive and far more deadly than pot will ever be. Steve from Star, any Coventry argument you can make to continue a prohibition of marijuana can be made to advocate a prohibition of alcohol. In fact, a prohibition on alcohol will likely reduce crime, addiction, and deaths far more than any prohibition on marijuana. Advocating a prohibition on marijuana and not alcohol is jump, just simple hypocrisy to me. John uh, writes in and says, if you want to live like you're in Oregon or Washington and smoke pot, you're free to move there also. It's bad enough Idaho is downwind of their liberal pollution. Boy, that's, that, that could be a t-shirt. Downwind of liberal pollution. Uh, Dave, email Mike at KBY.com. I sure would like to see the money aspect of politics be removed and abolished. You should be elected by the people for your morals, ideas of how to make things work properly and how realistic your ideas are. Money should have nothing to do with it. Why can't people see this? We need to bring back a work ethic in this country or are we going nowhere as a country? Now, I, I'm, I guess I'm a little confused here. Are you talking about advertising dollars? So that people would just have to figure out for themselves without any advertising going into it? Because I'm against that because that helps pay my salary. (laughs) Yeah, I'm not kidding. Uh, I think uh, when we get to a point where money doesn't enter into it, 
uh, we're going to have like Tina Turner in charge of, of barter town, <laughs> you know, yeah, bust a deal, face the wheel, that sort of thing. All right, we'll talk more uh, coming up tomorrow. We got some emails we didn't get to. If you want to continue to weigh in, Mike at KBY.com, Chris at KBY.com. Also, uh, tomorrow, um, we've got more chances for you to get to the basketball game coming up here on uh, Saturday. And once again, if you want to get updates on any of the races that happened in the election yesterday, very easy to do. Just go to KBY.com, click on that link, and you can get uh, updates on all the election results.